shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Preventing the federal government doing for the Negroes, preventing the society doing for the Negroes, that which you think had to be done? No, I didn't envision that then. I must confess that that period was a great period of hope for me. And uh, I'm sure for many others all across the nation, many of, of the Negroes who had about lost hope, saw a solid decade of progress in the South. And uh, in 1954, which was, uh, I mean, 64, 1963, nine years after the Supreme Court's decision to be in the march on Washington, meant a great deal. It was a high moment, a great watershed moment. But I must confess that uh, that dream that I had that day has at many points turned into a nightmare. Now, I'm not one to lose hope. I keep on hoping. Uh, I still have faith in the future, but I've had to analyze many things over the last few years, and I would say over the last few months. I've gone through a lot of soul-searching and agonizing moments, and I've come to see that uh, we have uh, many more difficult days ahead, and some of the old optimism was a little superficial, and now it must be tempered with a solid realism. It is Thursday. January 11th, 2024. I'm Carlos Whitaker. This is the Carlos Whitaker Podcast. And I am so, so glad that you're here. It's going to be an incredible conversation today. Filled with hope. So I got a question. You ready to jump in? We got work to do. Let's go. That was uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. He was speaking in 1967 at 
Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, with NBC News' Sander Vancor about this new phase of the struggle for genuine equality. Um, a new phase, meaning that, you know, after everything he said, after his speech, after the march, um, I mean, he used some very powerful words. He said that the dream had turned somewhat into a nightmare. I think a lot of times we don't give Dr. King his proper uh, dues when it comes to um, what he felt like the progress um, had been. Um, obviously, with his assassination, we we saw that progress had a long way to go. And I feel like his words were prophetic, um, you know, there's something in me that that thinks that people, well, not something in me, I, I hear it on podcasts and I hear it uh, or I see it on Twitter and I see it written by, um, you know, Bible believing Christians that there's, there's nothing else to do in civil rights. Like we're fine. We had a black president. Um, 2020 was a facade, people chasing after social justice. The, the Bible has nothing to do with social justice and everything to do with just justice. Um, and <laughs> I just can't think of a better time to reopen some of these conversations that I think a lot of people have moved past, right? Because there's other suffering in the world. There's other suffering happening around us. There's other things. And the, the, the spotlight hasn't been on America and uh, equality for a minute. And I've, there's a lot of people that not only have moved on, but have said that it never was a problem in the first place. There was a, um, you know, a blanket pulled over your heads. You were tricked. Um, and today we're, we're, we're going to debunk that. Um, we are going to debunk the fact that um, the Bible isn't, there's social justice isn't in uh, the Bible that the Lord is the God of is a God of justice, not social justice. Um, and to do that, we've got my great friend, Latasha Morrison on the podcast today. Um, Latasha runs an organization called be the bridge. She is a New York times bestselling author, and she is a longtime friend of mine. We Latasha and I um, became friends before, you know, before I had, I was having conversations about any of this. We were speaking on a children's leader tour, <laughs> um, and for kids, for people that work, adults that work with kids, and um, the conversations on justice. This was pre twenty twenty. Um, obviously, she became a voice that a lot of people lean into uh, in twenty twenty, and then in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, similar to me, um, got a lot of pushback. Because people suddenly felt like, um, because there's a few bad apples teaching bad things, that the entire message is a farce. And it's not. And so, Latasha, today, this is very the Carlos Whitaker podcast uh, content. I'm, I'm so glad that this is episode two, uh, because this is where I want to go. I want to lean into these conversations. Um, you know, we talk about America in 2024 and, and, you know, have Americans truly been repentant uh, about race and what maybe they saw in 2020 and 2021 that felt horrible, right? Like, like, remember we, we 
we peeled the hood back, the lid off of America, and we saw its underbelly, and we saw things that were like, oh, wow, this isn't, this isn't good. But then what, what inevitably happens is when you look at something too long, you get used to it, and then you start to think that, well, maybe it's not as bad as, as, as you think it is. Um, so today, Latasha is going to help us. Um, she's going to help us uh, be actively repentant, all of us, um, even when, if, and when you're not confronted with it every single day. Um, she's going to help us do what Dr. King was asking us to do and to be bridge builders. And what is that going to look like in 2024, especially when we're going to get a lot of sound bites that are going to be thrown our way that are going to tell us that um, racism is not a problem in America anymore, that uh, diversity is, um, shouldn't be something that people are focused on. Um, that equality is something that, that has, is already here. We don't need to worry about it. I'm telling you, this conversation is more important, I believe, now than it was in 2020. So why don't we allow Latasha to take us to the place that uh, we need to go? Carlos Whitaker podcast family, would you do me a favor and lean into this conversation with Latasha Morrison? Okay, podcast family, I've got my dear friend Latasha Morrison on the podcast today. My friend, how are you doing? I am so good, so good. I am I am doing well. Like I was telling you, it's a little chilly, but um yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. I'm game. I I like to see my breath when I when it's cold. Yes. I want to see my breath. I mean, yes. we stay hot so long that when it yes. gets cold, I want to suck it all in just uh-huh. just live in this moment of just just brisk and um goodness. Absolutely. It seems like I can think better in the cold. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Now listen, we're, we're there's going to be a lot of a lot of people right now that think we are insane yes. that we have lost our yes. minds. Cuz you know there there are people that are the same of a, as us but the opposite. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like 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 the second they see their breath, it's over like like they are just depressed. It is like, you know, it, it may as well the world may as well end and I'm the same way in July oh where I'm just like I'm like can Lord can you please yes. Fix the earth. Yes. I'm living for October. I'm like, if we could oh, just make go. it to October. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, and you're in Atlanta, right? Yes, I am in Atlanta. And, yeah, and, that... and Decatur, where's greater? Yes. So I don't know if, I don't know if you know this, but like I was raised in Decatur. Okay. Right. So okay. I, I went to, I went to Shamrock High School, which is now, I want to say like Shamrock Junior High or something oh, like that. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, right off, off Lawrenceville Highway. Uh-huh. And um uh so anyway, I I, I did fond not memories know of Decatur. That. I did yes. not know that about yep. you. Learn yep. something. Fond new. memories <laughs> in Decatur. Uh okay, so Latasha, let's let's get let's get to it. You're 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 a um you know, you and I were having a lot of conversations yes. uh in a in a um probably more public forum in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Um in, in spaces where a lot of people were looking to us to um to, for education and right. in grace-filled ways and conversations about race right. and you are um i would say you're a bridge builder you're a reconciler mm-hmm. um and a lot of times being a bridge builder and a reconciler i think sometimes people think oh 
you know, that means that these people, if that's what they do, they're, they're not going to call things out when, when they see them because you can't burn a bridge because you got to be a bridge builder. So you just have to be kind and nice. And I think sometimes we could get pigeonholed into, um, into this certain, uh, point of view or perspective where the truth is like, like being a bridge builder means you do have to call out some of the right. things um, that are harder for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Now I say all of that to say we are in 2024 now as this podcast is airing. And I think it's important to reset the conversation yeah. on race in America and on things that, that we need to work on and things that um, a lot of people may have felt like, Hey, well, we've had a few years with, you know, different politicians running different things. So aren't things just better? Um, and so I would love to just open the floor to you and say, um, Latasha, it's the beginning of 2024. What, what, where do you feel like America is when it comes to the conversation of race and where we are with that sort of perspective? Unrepentant. Mm, wow. Yeah. This unrepentant period. Um, <clears throat> because when you are repentant, you turn away from. It means a yeah. complete turning away from. And we have not done that. Uh, we have mm. um, remained silent. Um, mm. A lot of the things that we saw in 2020 were performative. Um, if you yeah. look at some of the things that's happening in our society, when we talk about, um, especially African-American history, uh, yeah. when we think about some of the things that we did in the 60s to try to make amends, to make right, um, mm. as it relates to policy, a lot of those things have been pulled back. And then even when you think about that, when you're fully repentant, there shouldn't even be an opportunity for those things like, I'm going to give you this, then I'm going to take it back Mm, you know when we start talking about equity and what it means as it relates to justice um and if anybody should understand this it should be christians but yeah but we're dealing with really unhealthy hermeneutics and and bad exegesis of uh, of scripture and so and we've been dealing with that for centuries because we're looking at a time where we had a slave Bible. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, yeah. so there's a lot to repent for that we have not. There's a cesspool and there's things. Yeah. Are we where we used to be? No. Have there been improvements? Yes. But a part of being a bridge builder, when you think about a bridge, when you think about the difficulties of bridge building, you know, um, when you think about some of the massive structures around our country, just bridges in yeah. general, when we think of physically, people, okay. people have lost their lives. You know, mm. people have yeah. lost their lives. Think about the Golden Gate Bridge, the, yep. you know, um, the, um, the, I cannot think of the name of the bridge that's going into Louisiana right now, but it's uh-huh. like six miles over water. Just imagine. Yes. <laughs> Just imagine. Yes. But this is difficult work. And so we don't want to be uncomfortable. Anything that makes us uncomfortable, uh, we don't want to sit in it. We want wow. comfort, but we only want comfort when it becomes, when it pertains to this subject on race, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and, and so we have to, as a bridge builder, we have to lean into the discomfort. You know, and, and, and then if we're, if, if we want, we say as Christians, we want to be like Jesus, you know, um, uh, and, uh. and, and this is where the work that I do is centered in, in the gospel. So, um, okay. and so I have to talk about Jesus in this, you know, yeah. and so, um, if we're, if we're trying to work from that, when was Jesus ever comfortable? Mm. 
Never. You know, just, I mean, and so why are we seeking comfort? Um, and you know, but a lot of times we want to seek comfort. We want to seek complacency and, you know, and we're not really leaning into the conversation. So it's really important that we, yeah. um, that we, um, really seek, um, to be uncomfortable. I was asked this question yeah. yesterday, you know, um, and that's what truth telling is about because bridge building yeah. is about truth telling. But I think there's yes. a way and, and, and a part of my personality and starting be the bridge. I am a bridge builder at heart. So whether I'm talking about, you know, race, um, whether I'm talking about, um, cooking or whatever, <laughs> like that is at heart who I am. You know, mm, um, yeah. at the core of my being, that is who I am. And so that's not something that I have to strive for. It's something that I just rest in. And, and yeah. I think that's important. I know we're all made different and I think it takes different people to do this work. You know, yes. we're all not going to have the same voice because listen, it would be boring. You know, <laughs> just like we no, said true. when you came on, you were like, you know, we like cold weather. Some of you like yeah. hot weather. Some of yeah. you like no weather. I mean, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. it, diversity is not something that has to be um, divisive, you know, right. um, there's yeah. beauty in diversity. And so and I think if we, we just need to really embrace that. Yeah, no, that's that's so good. You know, you talk about um, you talk about being unrepentant mm. and how. Uh, I, I feel like that is, you know, that, that does lean into, once you repent from something, then you're uncomfortable, right? right. Because now you're, you're turning and you're facing right. something you've never seen before. Right. So now, now it's like, oh, I got to see this Yeah. for, for, for the listener that's listening. That's like, okay, may, maybe that's me. May, maybe, maybe in 2020, I was like, okay, I'm, I want to be an ally. Uh, I want, I want to help. Um, I've got some verbiage. I've got some language. I've got some ways I can enter into some conversations. But oh my gosh, you know, I, I see less uh, videos of police brutality against black bodies. I see uh, maybe I'm, things are trending differently. And so I'm just not seeing these. What are ways to actively be repentant? What, what are ways that people can actively, uh, continue to step into and towards repentance when it comes to this? Right. I think some of this, it, it, it's all about resistance also. Okay. Um, resisting, um, complacency, um, re resisting silence, um, yeah. resisting, um, you know, resegregation. So we, you know, it's, it's just resisting that silence. And I think, um, everybody, a lot of times people are silent because they're fearful and, and they don't know what to do. And so yeah. I think right now we had a lot of people who had a heart, like they really saw in 2020, like, you know, this is broken. Yeah. And, and, and so they needed direction into what to do. But then the moment when there became pushback on that direction, mm -hmm. people kind of like fell apart, you know, because yeah. it's like, I don't want to, um, you know, lose my job or I don't want to, you know, um, you know, mess up this relationship or whatever uh -huh. those conditions may be. But one yeah. of the things that drives a lot of this is fear. You know, okay. at the core of that is fear. So we really have to really be bold and have courage in this season, in this time. And if we look to history and see yep. when difficult things were done, there were times like we're we're in a, a rough place in our history, but we've been here before mm -hmm. and it has been much worse before. So we have to look to history. History shows us the way, you know, right. history, as they say, has 
receipts. And so, yep. but, but a lot of times now what you're being made afraid of is history. Yep. You know, it's true. And, 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 and anything else. And when we're looking at the Bible, um, this is a, an account of history. Also, this is not yeah. a fairy tale. This is account of history. When we look at, um, American history, this is not a fairy tale. This is an account of history. So we can't mm. pick and choose what stories and what narratives we want to, um, tell. If we want to heal, we cannot conceal. And so right. we have wow. to make sure that we're telling the truth and we have to lean into that truth. And I think what happens is you have to find a community of people. And that's why um, with Be The Bridge, we have Be The Bridge groups and they are mm. instrumental in you doing this not alone but in community yep. with other people, you know, so that you have the support system of whether it means, you know, local things that's happening in your community, um, yep. you know, national things that's happening in your community or even international things that's happening in the world around us, you know, kind of mm. like our, um, you know, our Judea, our Samaria and our uttermost parts, you know, and, and those are the things that we have to care about. And so yeah. I think uh, we have to really, um, really think about, you know, are we, do we really care, you know, and are we mm -hmm. really wanting to turn away from some of these things? And, and it starts with you as an individual. And so a lot of times yes. we want to start with systems and communities and all these things. But as you change, as your yeah. heart changes, the places that you intersect will also change. So. The Carlos Whitaker Podcast is partnering with Bite Toothpaste. Y'all know that my teeth have been on the struggle bus the last few years, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get my routine, everything I put in my pie hole, all the stuff that I'm taking care of my teeth with, along with the dentist and all the things I got to do there. Trying to get it all under control, and Bite Toothpaste has helped me so much. First and foremost, it's it's weird to brush your teeth this way because I'm not using a tube, right? Like we all use a tube, and so Bite Toothpaste bits they're so convenient, right? They make dry toothpaste tablets that are made with clean ingredients, which is what I need, that are sulfate-free, palm oil-free, and glycerin-free. Okay, and so the bits that they, that you put in your pie hole, you just pop, pop it in. So what I do, I pop it in, I chew it up, and I start brushing. And it turns into paste just like I'm used to, but with no plastic tube or messy paste. I love it. It's been so good for me. And honestly, my teeth feel crystal clean and smooth okay so bite also they've got these like really slick glass bottles and jars that you know i, I put my, my wife appreciates uh the aesthetic that bite has added to our restrooms as well so this is what we're doing bite is offering our listeners 20 percent off your first order give me a shot trust me try me okay go to trybite.com slash human hope or use code human hope at checkout to claim this deal that's 20 percent off that's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash human hope. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Speaking of 
um, just kind of where we are in America and what we're hearing. Yeah. Um, and then again, comparing it and contrasting it to history. Yeah. Where, where would you say that the current American narrative mm-hmm. is straying away from history? Right. Yeah. Like, like, and, and again, like, like we, we see this on Twitter. We, we're starting to hear it from, uh, politicians' mouths. But where are we beginning to stray again away from the truth? Yeah. Well, one of the things, and I'm going to speak to this as an African American woman, because this is one sure. of the things that I have to, um, um, speak to is saying, you know, trying to create this narrative that there were some good things out of slavery. Uh, <laughs> you know, just I mean, we've been hearing Lord that over and Lord. over again. And I'm telling you, like, common sense is not common. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, <laughs> and I have heard this from people like a part of the, the catalytic moment, um, yeah. that came from, um, starting be the bridge. One of those moments as I was talking to another Christian, uh-huh. and she said, you know, and what Lincoln did to the South. And I'm thinking like, okay, I thought you loved Lincoln. Like, you know, I have, mm-hmm. I have issues. I have issues, but <laughs> right, I think people right. evolve and I think there's some evolution in, in Lincoln, but you know, he was also, I'm not even going to say it, but uh-huh, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. you know, like you can read the, you can read the, um, the documents, but, uh, right. one of the things that, um, I, she said to me was like, because people love their slaves. Uh. And I remember thinking like, Oh my Lord. And I tell the story in the book where I'm like, okay, did I change colors or what in the world? Why is she saying to this to me? Like in full, like, I mean, in full confidence, like, I mean, full throat, like, you know, saying this. And I just remember thinking I was in shock. Uh And I was like, what in the world? Where is this romanticized view of history of enslavement? Um, Because I am a product of that. You know, Mm -hmm. when I look at my ancestry, you know, um, I look at, you know, um, you know, my my ancestor um, who, you know, was a McQueen. um, Her name was um, Sally McQueen and she was born into slavery. And Sally McQueen had a baby named Emma and Emma had a son named Willie. And 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 Willie Nicholson is my great grandfather. That is, uh, that is my grandmother's, yep. that is my grandmother's, um, father. And so, and, and, and my mom's, uh, you know, great grandfather, you know, and so mm. when we look at that, I am, we are not far removed from this history. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. My, right. <laughs> I'm the first one, you know, being of generation X, I am the yeah. first one in my immediate family to have a full set of rights that was not born into segregation. Right. This is not ancient right. history. Right. And so I think that is one of the things that I see where these narratives are trying to be recreated, you know, and in some states they banned um um Rose not Rosa Parks, well Rosa Parks book, but also um Ruby Bridges. Oh right. Ru- Ruby Bridges just turned 69 years old. She is on Instagram. She is still living and breathing. She is younger. She is- and she is younger than, <laughs> yep. than my, um, than my parents. And wow. she has a full testimony. And we're yeah. banning that because we feel that it will make some children feel bad. It, right. Think <laughs> about that. So you'd rather let the other kids 
feel bad. Yeah. Now think about yeah. where the core of that is, where you're choosing right. the feelings and the um and the mental health of certain students, but not the others. You know, think about that. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. um, so yeah, so that's some of the things that are very concerning, and um, some of the silence uh, on that. There's a lot, mm-hmm. but I think chaos is being created intentionally yeah. because when yeah. you have chaos, you don't know what to give voice to or what to say or when to say it, you know? So I think chaos is really a strategy and that's wow. what we're living in right now. Chaos is a strategy. Yeah. It, it is. I am. Um, <laughs> Bridges is on Instagram. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if that was a statement that was going to shake me <laughs> as much as it's shaking me right now, but it is, it, it just is like, wow. I mean, that is how close to that's, that's how history is touching. Yes. Like you can, we can touch it yes. physically. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. You know, I, I came across, I want to read this too. Uh-huh. I came across, uh, an article. I'm not going to, I'm not going to read who wrote it, but okay. this, this is a, um, this is a common, common thought. I think that is, that has been, um, growing in the last, I would say two years, okay. probably 2022 to 2024, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, people are starting to get comfortable enough because we're getting so far away from 2020 yeah. to where there, there just seems to be this almost a mockery of what was being talked about in 2020. There's yeah. almost a swagger of like, Oh my gosh, like, I can't even believe that you believed in social justice. Yeah. Social justice is horrible. Social justice is, whereas in 20, you know, yeah. 2020, everyone, everyone. And so, so let, let me, let me just read. I, I want you okay. to just comment on this, right? Okay. okay so it, it says, um, I'll just read a couple paragraphs. The Lord, um, the Lord is a God of social justice. That's the message in many, maybe most churches in America, in the West today. But here's the problem. The Bible doesn't actually say that. It says the Lord is a God of justice. You'll find a lot of reference to justice in the Bible, but you'll never find it preceding, preceded by the word social. But you're probably thinking, what's the difference? Isn't the God of justice? Isn't God the God of justice and social justice? Well, not if he's consistent. You see, God cannot be the God of justice and social justice because social justice is not just. Justice is getting what you de- deserve without favor. Social justice is getting what you don't deserve because you are favored. Justice is blind. Social justice is not. This is what a lot of people are drinking. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm seeing people that follow me. They're drinking it. Latasha, can you please bad, help me unpack that? Bad hermeneutics. You're like, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. That is just, I mean, when we hear, when we hear this, um, when we hear this, I'm just like baffled. Um, yeah. first of all, I wrote a whole book about it and there's a, a section yeah. in there, um, on, um, on justice. Um, yeah. um, but one of the things I think when we look at, at scripture, first of all, you're saying that God is not concerned with the state, like God is not concerned mm. when you talk about social, whether I eat, you know, God is not concerned whether, um, I go to the doctor. Um, God is not yep. concerned. All of these things and, and scripture shows us differently. I mean, there's yeah. a whole story in the Bible on the good Samaritan, you know, yep. and, yep. and what does the good Samaritan do at the end? He gives money. To pay of all his medical expenses. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's just, it's this really bad study of, of, of Jesus. And I mean, yeah. but this is what we've been living through 
you know, um, where, you know, when we talk about when people talk about the, um, the sin of ham, like when we, now that we are more, um, biblically literate, you know, we, we can, we can attest that that is not scriptural. Um, but even that statement right there, like trying to separate, Yes, social and, and social, social justice, justice. Yeah. like that is just like baffling to me. And one of the things when um when <clears throat> I'm trying to 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 find something, you're fine. Quick, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that um uh, that Jesus does with like one of the first things that Jesus does does when he he preaches when he comes on the scene. Yeah, you know he takes a um a scripture from Isaiah. Yeah. You know, and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me um, mm. because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Mm. And so there is a social status as it relates to being poor. You know, think yes. about in that time who were poor, some of the marginalized, um, some yes. of those that were being oppressed by the Roman Empire. You know, think about that. He has sent me to heal the broken heart to proclaim liberty to the captives. Think about yes. those spiritually captive, you know, um, but then all, also those who are physically captive, you know, Absolutely. where people have been wrongfully ac- accused um, and yeah. recovery to sight to the blind. So, yeah. you know, and so, and to set, and to set at liberty, those who have, are oppressed to proclaim yeah. the acceptable year of the Lord. So when we, when we see, when we hear that, but people are always, we, it's like you're going tit for tat, and so what mm. I've learned, Carlos, yes. in this, because people will exhaust you. Exhaust you. And my voice is not for everyone. Mm. And That is good. And, and to keep my sanity, I am going to speak to those who want to go, to those right. who want to learn, um, yeah. to those who have a heart of humility um, yeah. that want to see the, they see the brokenness around them. Right, right. And they want to be a part of the solution. My mm. voice is not for those who want to stay in denial and in right. deceit and, yeah. and those who want to, um, um, really stay in sin, you know, because mm. it makes them comfortable. And so yeah. even if reading the scripture, people will make up any other excuse to say Absolutely. that that's real. That's exhausting. <laughs> and you don't see Jesus do that with the religious right. leaders in scripture. Right. You don't. He went with the people who wanted to go and then he instructs them, you know, um, I think it's in Matthew 14, you know, when he's given the disciples instructions, he says, you know, and when you come into a city and you are rejected, sometimes you have to shake the dust off your, 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 I say my, Mm -hmm. my Jordans and keep it going, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, and and that's just going to give me sanity. I don't want to waste breath with people who are not willing to hear because what I have discovered as, as in doing this work, there is a thing of spiritual blindness. Now I will not stop praying for people like that. I am going to pray. Okay. Yeah. But I don't it's a heart condition and I can't transform hearts. Mm. But Jesus can. Yeah. And yeah. so and, and their story those people their story will never be that no one ever tried to tell, tell them. Their story right. will be as they stand before God that someone tried to tell me this and I refused to listen. Wow. That's a different weight to carry. That is. There's too many people out here who 
want to walk in truth, who want to see, who wants to treat their neighbor as themselves, who wants to love, who wants the best thing. Why, when we think about this, why wouldn't we want people to have food? Right. Why wouldn't we want people to have medical care? Yeah. Why wouldn't we want people to have a home? You know, why wouldn't we want all the narratives of the history told? Why don't yeah. we want people to feel like a sense of belonging and inclusion? Think about exactly. the things that we're having conversations around. Why wouldn't we want everyone to have a fair chance of education? Think about that. It takes a heartless person to say yeah. that some people deserve education and some people deserve food and some people don't. And you cannot yeah. tell me that the God that I serve is okay with that. Right. That goes against the very nature of who God is. And so mm. it lets me know that people think they know Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. Right. There's like, mm. uh, I feel, I feel like there's like this fake Christianity out here. Yeah. And, and that yeah. breaks my heart because these are my brothers and sisters. Right. And it breaks my right. heart. And if people want to have a, um, a, a, a conversation that's going to mm. lead us somewhere, I will have those conversations. But if people want to just argue uh-huh. and pick and uh-huh. choose and they're not dealing with the biases that's making them think this, if they're right, not getting right. uh, to the core of why they're okay with, um, you know, um, someone flying a Nazi flag or someone uh-huh. doing a Nazi salute or someone having all this, this language of, of, of separation and hate. Yep. But yet, and still some of us saying that, Hey, we want people to be held accountable for the wrong that they they're doing. Yes. That's, that's spiritual blindness. That's darkness. Yeah. That is yeah. sin. And yeah. my prayer is that God would allow them to see, you know, yes. that the scales would be removed from their eyes, just as, as we saw the scales removed from the eyes of Paul, you know, yes. and, and, yes. and they would have a road to Damascus moment. Um, yes. and that's what's needed. You know, we need an infusion yeah. of, 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 of Jesus in a mm. lot of churches and a lot of pews because I hear peace. Pra- even pastors teaching this, discipling yep. into this work. So, yeah. Yes. The Carlos Whitaker Podcast is excited to continue to be partnering with Haya Vitamins. Haya makes the children's vitamins that I've been talking about for over a year now that are not filled with five grams of sugar and that they will not contribute to all kinds of other health issues that we're trying to avoid like some other vitamins do. No, Haya has built a vitamin for this new generation of kids and making sure that we as parents have something to give our kids that we know are going to allow them to have the full body health we've been looking for, okay? So Haya fills the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full body nourishment that they need, right? So this is this is what it's got in it. It's got a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies. First of all, that is super important for our kids, especially for those of you that have picky eaters, okay? Then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, and teeth, bones, and so much more. Haya is designed for kids of all ages, all of them, right? So you got a 17-year-old, give him some Haya vitamins just like I do. And guess what? It's sent straight to your door. So you got one less thing you got to worry about. 
All right, so this is what I've got for you. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Human Hope. This deal is not available on the regular website. Just go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Human Hope and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's, and I do feel like sometimes people are like, I I just, I've tried Carlos, I've tried Latasha to have these conversations. Uh They just won't listen. They just, and it's like, I I think you've given them freedom to be like, okay, well, guess what? You don't have to have the conversation anymore. Yeah. If they're not going, if they're not going to listen, then, then you, then you continue to pray. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but you can, you can lean into hey, a, a reminder to everyone listening. Prayer actually does work. It does. So it, it, it's, it's not, it's not like the second best thing. Yeah. Like you, you can be praying while you're talking, right, you know? Right. And, and so if you got to stop talking, you keep praying and hearts can change. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we've seen it. There are miraculous stories of people that yes. have. Have, have the Holy Spirit is the convictor. Yes. We are not the convictor. So yeah. let, let Holy Spirit do Holy Spirit's job. Um, and gosh, that just, that's just so good. Yeah. Uh, Latasha, um, as we kind of end the conversation, mm-hmm. I, I would love for you to, um, to, as we're entering into 2024 and people are thinking, okay, I, I, I want to be a bridge builder. Yeah. I want to uh, be able to, as, as much as I can, uh, build bridges in my community, to- bridges towards um, people and people groups that um, maybe are oppressed, right. that maybe uh, are left out. What What are some practical things that people can do to step into uh, being bridge builders in a year where there's going to be a lot of people destroying bridges? How can we step into being bridge builders? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to speak to two different groups <clears throat> here. Um, yeah. And because I think it looks different as it relates to, um, people, yeah. um, BIPOC people, black and indigenous people of color, and then also for, um, our white brothers and sisters. And I would say, yeah. you know, one of, one of the things is that just because things are hard mm. and just because we don't see, um, change, it doesn't mean that we stop. Right. You know, like we it's wouldn't good. be here today. We wouldn't be able to have this conversation. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if people had stopped. Right. You know, so that just because things get difficult, it doesn't give us a, a, um, a, a card for a way out. You know, so good. I think we have to lean in even deeper. You know, we have to have community. We have to have support and we have to listen. Uh, we don't mm. like to listen. We want to do, but not yep. listen. Listen, I think what happened in 2020 was there was a lot of people trying to do things performatively, but not yep. really leaning in and listening and educating themselves. Because when you begin educating yourself as far as the history, there's we have more books now than we ever had before. And so some of these, maybe they're not in the library, but we have the Internet <laughs> yeah. 
the internet. There's yes. Audible. There is yes. Amazon. There are all these, you know, local, even local bookstores, like some of these indie bookstores that you can go to. There's a wealth of information that yeah. is at our fingertips that we've never had, that my parents didn't have, that your parents yeah. didn't have, um, that, that is telling the truth that can be fact checked. You know, and so what I would say is to lean into that truth, to to make a commitment um, to educate yourself um, and not only educate yourself, but um, to listen and to find yeah. community amongst, you know, black and indigenous people of color to learn yeah. and grow from. I think that's yeah. really important. Um, I, um, you know. Some of the trainings that we do across the, um, the, the country, um, one of the trainings that I, one of our trainers, she had, um, you know, this, this list of, um, the, the papers of when all the certain state, all the states that have, mm-hmm. um, actually that, um, that left the union. Okay. Wow. That seceded from the union. She has the documents and what was written. I mean, that stuff is there. And so when, it's pe- still there. and when people say, you know, for instance, that, you know, the, the um, the civil war was not Im- about, uh, about slavery. slavery. It's, th- <laughs> it's like, I want to laugh in their face. And sometimes, you know, depending on what state you're from, Texas, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> you know, it's like, because that's how they've been taught, but nobody right. has taken the time to say, you know what? I'm reading books. I'm talking, hearing people where that's not the truth. Let me go to the Library of Congress and pull out Mm -hmm. those documents and read them for myself and you will fully see. It's lazy, laziness. Yeah. And, yes. and, and, and she, and we, at this time we were, we, we were doing a training in Kansas and, you know, um, and she laid this out and people are reading. And some people are like, why didn't I know this? Yeah. And I said, yeah. it's on purpose that you don't know this. That's right. That's right. It's on That's purpose right. that you know this because what I've seen from people, even and mainly from my white brothers and sisters, when they are wow. presented with truth, when they are presented with truth, I see transformation. And that is why we're here today. And yes. that is why when, when what was happening in 2020 was so fear for, for, for a lot of people that were in power, because yeah. when people start learning truth and transforming, yeah. that means power them dynamics. Yep. Will shift. Absolutely. And that is what this is like. People are hunkering down into lies because they mm. don't want to lose power. This is about right. losing power. You know, and so I think as we get into 2024, we have to do the work. Yes. We have to listen. We have to lament. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to leverage the positions that we're in to give voice, yeah. you know, to, yeah. to, to people who are speaking truth. We have to learn history. And yes. we can't depend on the school system to teach it to us. <laughs> right. You are no, responsible no. for teaching your children. So as you yes. learn, you need to make it a family decision. So before you, <laughs> before you going out there with a sign, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, make sure you're educating yourself <laughs> and your family. And I would say to black indigenous people of color, people are exhausted. I see you. Mm, I yeah, hear yeah. you. We are yeah. tired of saying the same things. Over, over and, and over, over again and then seeing 
rights stripped away. You know, mm-hmm. I think about, you know, my indigenous brothers and sisters, like, you yeah. know, um, just some of the comments that were just made, um, recently, you know, as it relates to their, you know, land, um, yes. federal land that they've been given, you know, just, how we, you know, just how we even view that. And then yes. the restrictions to that. Um, yeah. you know, so many things and I, and I, and, and people are exhausted and we're tired, but I would say to us, um, to be steadfast. Yes. Unmovable. Mm. Always abiding, abiding in the work mm. of the Lord. So I will yes. call us to be steadfast. Like yes. that is, um, and to remember where our strength comes from to remember who our hope is in. Our hope is not in people, you know, that our hope is in God. And it's hard because I hear people talking now where people have given up. They are in Mm -hmm. despair. Um, They are like, let it all burn down. Wow. That, you know, that is a, a sense of despair. And, and, and I, and I would say that, that is when we really have to pray and we really have to um yes. cling to Jesus. And I, I cannot do this work apart from it. There's a lot of people that do it. Um I like to hold people to 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 certain truths. Um, but yeah. people that do our work, a lot of people now that started off, you know, um, you know, ministering to the church because yeah. um churches are not wanting to hear this anymore right um right they have you know said hey it's easier to do this in a secular um environment and um and that's sad because if anyone should be the headlights in this it's the followers of jesus you know um if you know but we have constantly been um the taillights and so Mm -hmm. i would say you know find your community find your people um Read, you know, continue to educate yourself, um, continue yes. to use your voice, um, continue to use your buying power, continue to call your Congress people and your senators, you know, yeah. um, c- continue to, to attach yourselves to organizations that can help you do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, continue to listen to voices like yourself, you know, Carlos and, um, you know, and, 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 and be the bridge. And all, there's so many people that's yes. out there, wonderful people, um, that are out there doing this. And don't let people vilify voices that are trying to lead us toward compassion absolutely, and loving our neighbor and to love and stand by those that are the most vulnerable in our societies. If anything is leading you to hate that group, yeah, something's wrong. That's what it says. Something is wrong. And so, um, I would say, um, you know, to my black and indigenous brothers and sisters to be strong and courageous. Um, yeah. To not, to not be a- afraid or discouraged for the Lord, your God is with you wherever yes. you go. And so just remember that and lean yeah. into that. And, um, and so there, and there are people that are using scripture like you, we saw here, yep. um, to, to, to separate, to deny. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard a, a pastor say that, you know, diversity is divi- divisive. <laughs> Mm. Um, that, that, <laughs> oh goodness. that being woke from uh, atrocities, um, to be, to being woke or aware of injustice is wrong. Think about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's some crazy yeah. stuff out there. You like, and so we are more, um, we have created an idol out of partisanship, yeah. um, 
It is an <clears throat> idol. Um, it is the golden calf that yeah. really needs to be torn down. And so I pray that that's what begins to happen. Um, yes. um, you know, in 2024, but I am preparing for, um, mm-hmm. a tough year. You know, Me too. I am preparing for a tough year. Um, you know, we, we've seen the, the height of 2020 where people's heart were, were beginning to transform. People opened their eyes. Yeah. Um, my prayers that that work that had started will continue. Um, because I do believe, Carlos, that there are more people who want to do the right thing, um, yes. than people who don't. But I think the, 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 I feel like the minority voices are just the loudest right now. Right. It's true. And that, um, the voices of the majority are more silent. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm praying that those voices would break free and they will support the work of people and organizations that are out here doing the work of justice and righteousness. And um, I think that was one of the things that was left out, you know, yeah. in that piece that you read is the righteousness of God. We yes. serve a God that loves justice and righteousness. And what does righteousness look, look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I am. Wow. That I'm so grateful for you, just for <laughs> you, for your heart, yeah. for this conversation. And uh, I, I do, I, I think this conversation is going to be something that a lot of people can just hang on to. Yes. Listen to it. Listen to it every few weeks. Yes. Just listen to a few pieces of it and remind yourself there are more people out there that do care. Yes. Uh, you're, they're just quiet yeah. and we just got to stop being quiet. Yeah. And we know? gotta mobilize those people, Carlos. We have yes. to mobilize those people. So if that is you and you're listening, you know, um, some of the things that, you know, we want you to do is find your people. You know, yeah. find other people who are thinking, you know, like you, where you can come together, you can feel support and community because we are better together, you know? Yes. And I think that's yes. the thing is that we're going to have to partner. We're going to have to collaborate and we're going to yes. have to do this together. We cannot do this in silos. And I think that is the thing, because when we look at, listen, now think about this. And this is where we start talking about strategy. When we look at Charlottesville, uh-huh. that was actually groups of white supremacist groups various groups yeah that came together for a purpose now they have different missions and visions and all of that but they're putting all of that aside yep to lay it on the table now yep and i think we're gonna have to do that we're gonna have to put a lot of things aside uh-huh because our ultimate goal is that all may flourish. We want to see yes. restoration, redemption, and reconciliation. Yes. And yes. if we want to see that, if we want to see justice and righteousness, some of these things that are not as essential to the gospel, we need to right. lay it aside and come yes. together and collaborate, yes. you yes. know, um, for the glory of God. So, and when we do that, yes. I think, I think people will begin to, yes. realize, wait a second. Th- th- this isn't just a, a liberal thing or a conservative thing. Right. This is something that we all can do together. Yes. yes. You know, yeah. and, and that, that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Because all, you know, just, you have to realize that all Democrats don't support the entire Democratic platform. Right. And just like right. all Republicans don't, rep- yeah. you know, support the entire Republican platform. And, 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 and just any, this, just all of that at the end of the day is going to burn 
Like yes. that stuff don't it's gonna matter. Burn. That yeah. stuff doesn't matter to God. Like, listen, God yeah. is looking at your heart and the condition yeah. of your heart. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where's your heart yeah. leading you? You know? Yeah. And so, yeah. and is it causing you to do justice and righteousness for people? Right. You know, right. but have we made people, are we, are we leaning in hate? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah. of things that you may not agree with, but how we treat people and how we do things. Yes. But we are dehumanizing people. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And God is, is not in that. God is nope. not in that agenda. Nope. Man. So, so, he's not, so, he's yeah. not. <laughs> Uh, Latasha, this has been amazing. Yes. Thank you. I'm just, I'm grateful you're my friend. Yes. So thank, thank, you, you, thank so you so much. much thank you for me. all that you're doing. And I hope yeah. to have you on mine soon. Yeah, yeah. Let's, go. let's go. Thank you so much. Thank you, Latasha. Uh, thank you, Carlos Whitaker podcast family. Um, it's still weird for me to say Carlos Whitaker podcast. I, I'm sure I've said human hope podcast 40 times in this episode. <laughs> I'm getting there. This is, this is the stuff. This is the good stuff. This is the thick stuff, the needed stuff. Remember, there's more people who want to do the right thing than people who don't. But people in the minority, they're always the loudest, right? And they're the loudest right now. We can't do this in silos. We're going to have to put a lot of things aside to work together. And I hope this pressed on places in you uh, that maybe needed some pressing, that maybe had taken a maybe a couple months or years off. Um, so let's do it. You guys can find all about, find out all about Latasha in the show notes. Latasha, thank you so much for being you. Um, okay, friends, we're there. Uh, conversations. We've got diff- some difficult conversations this, this month. Uh, and they're not all going to be heavy and deep. Uh, but, but some are. This one was, and we've got another one coming that is as well, but I need you to know that I need you here for these conversations. I need you to share this episode. I need you to share these podcasts. I need you to get people to listen because we're going to be leaning into some things that, um, that we all need to lean into. And, um, I'm here for it. Uh, I love it. I love this. I'm so happy. Um, Carlos Whitaker podcast guests, so many new, new, new people as well. Um, and, and again, I'm, I, I'm still not over how happy the, and hopeful the theme music. I think we need a little bit of it. Here we go. Oh yeah, here it is. Hey, thanks for listening to the Carlos Wicker podcast. Um, we'll be back next Thursday. Same time, same place. Actually, what time do these come out? Like midnight? I don't know. Whitney from Wisconsin is the one that sets that, I think, or maybe it's Haley. Um, I don't know. Um, I, uh, love you guys. I love that you support me. Thank you. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Carlos Whitaker Podcast.